Hello, guys. Welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Joanna Vargas. Joanna and I, we met at Fast Foundation's Mastermind last year. And uh, since then, we have been, you know, connecting and chatting and supporting each other. And I just love seeing you like growing and expanding your business and just showing up on social media as you. And it's such an inspiring. And that's why I really wanted you to be here in our podcast today. So Joanna, welcome to our podcast. Oh, Andrea, thank you. I am so incredibly grateful to be here today and for all of your listeners, my listeners, it's going to be so good. I know it's going to be so much fun. Juicy. juicy. I know it's going to be very, very juicy. So stay, you stay guys, everybody. be ready. Yeah, be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a nice cu- cup of coffee or wine, whatever you want it. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> oh yeah, tequila. <laughs> so Joanna, um, I would like, I always you know, asking my guests to introduce themselves because to me, it's very difficult to explain how amazing you guys are and how amazing you are. So please tell us a little bit about you. Who am I? I am born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I'm a total Latin uh, LA girl. And I was always different since I was a young girl. Mm. I just was always trying to be like everybody else. And it didn't work out for me. Let's see. I was always a dancer. I was really good at listening to music and hearing the music and Mm -hmm. counting. And dance came very easily to me. It was one of my zone of geniuses. So I was the creative type. And I was not the intellectual reading type. However, I was extremely smart. Mm-hmm. And so anybody listening out there that has kids where they have somebody that's really smart and I'm going to say sharp, I was sharp, but I was not book smart. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a young girl in my classrooms and my mom would have meetings with my teachers. I would sit in the corner because I was a good little girl and I was quiet and I could overhear the conversations with Mm. my mom and the teacher because I was scoring the lowest in the classes. And my mom was fighting for me to be in the smart quote unquote classes. Mm. Back in the early eighties, I don't think a lot of people know this. They in my school used to segregate us by our last name. So if you had a Hispanic, Mexican, whatever last name, you were mm-hmm. automatically in a certain class. Huh. If you had an Asian last name, yep, you were automatically. I mean, that would never fly today, right? And yeah. I don't think people know that. No. And my mom would go into the school and fight for me to be in the smarter classrooms. And it kind of sucks to say, but the Hispanic classroom was not the smart classroom because Mm -hmm. we had a lot of the Spanish speakers. So they were behind in reading and things of that nature. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that they weren't smart. They were just, you know, behind. Mm -hmm. So my mom would fight for me to be in the smarter classes. And then with that being said, I was always testing lower in my grade. Mm -hmm. So she would have uh, meetings with the teachers and they would say, Joanna is so smart. She just could not take tests. But with that being said of who I, who I am, I'm now starting in my 40s to learn how I learn, to learn the person that I am, 
to embrace all of the weird quirkinesses that I be. <laughs> and so I'm very, very sharp. I think things, I see things differently, almost like Terminator. Uh -huh. You know, Terminator would see like a little computer in his head. Like, that's what I see, but I just can't like read a book or spell for the life of me. But mm -hmm. I'm like a lifelong learner. I left college. I went to UC Santa Barbara, like a good little girl went to college and I hated it. I studied and I majored in dance. I left after two quarters. Everyone thought I was crazy. My mom <laughs> cut me off and said, I'm not going to pay for college. If you leave, I said, uh -huh. fine. I transferred to Long Beach State, loved it again. I loved the school and the people, but I hated learning in a traditional college sense. Mm -hmm. I started auditioning. I really, Andrea, wanted to be the next J-Lo. No, mm -hmm. this was probably before she was J-Lo, but this is when Jennifer Lopez was uh, dating P. Diddy and she just came out with Selena and she just came out with her first album. And she uh -huh. was the first Latina for me to to inspire mm. to see, wow, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I truly, no, no joke from that moment was like, oh, that's a possibility for me. Because mm -hmm. I didn't think that was a possibility. Growing up, I saw Madonna and I saw, you know, other artists and I didn't mm -hmm. think that I could do that because I, I was brunette or I was a, a different race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And until then, I really went towards being an actress, dancer, singer after that, after I saw J-Lo. And so I left school. I never graduated from college. I got an, uh, an agent. I started auditioning. I really wanted to tour with an artist. I got pretty far, like to the last audition, like the top 10 girls for a Backstreet Boys tour. Yeah. And uh, and I'm so glad that I didn't get it because it wasn't for me. That lifestyle wasn't for me. I discovered that I hated the auditioning process. Mm -hmm. I hated Hollywood. I didn't, I wasn't really like, uh, I'm a native LA girl, but I'm not an LA girl of the people that move here. It's a different mm -hmm. culture. So then I started teaching dance and I learned Andrea that I am a really good teacher. And yeah. I'm telling you this long story so that people can really understand like and start to go how who the heck am i how do i learn mm -hmm. who is it that i be on this planet and mm -hmm. you know in my 40s i'm coming to it but i did have the guts at 17 years old cuz i went to college pretty young to leave santa barbara and to choose me and yeah. to say i will pay for everything on my own my mom's going to cut me off because i am leaving college mm -hmm. and i'm seeing people do that now in their 40s mm -hmm. they're choosing them maybe mm -hmm. in their late 30s they're leaving corporate they're maybe choosing a new marriage things mm -hmm. of that nature right mm -hmm. i just did it at 17 and 18 andrea so awesome. this was in the 90s, right? It wasn't as cool to leave. I think now it's more cool to like, I'm going to start a business. And it wasn't like that back then, right? Uh -huh. uh, it was more celebrated to have a nine to five than be an entrepreneur than it is now. It's more sexy and kind of cool and mm -hmm. Instagram and all that stuff. And uh, so then I opened up my own dance studio. I never uh -huh. had a business class in my life. I knew nothing. I built that business from zero students all the way to like 700 students. Wow. I sold that business. Uh, I opened up a fitness studio. I've created a 5K. I created a music festival. Uh, but I'm not saying that to go, hey, here, look at all my accolades. I'm saying that because mm -hmm. I always knew that there was something there with me. So anybody mm -hmm. listening that's like, yeah, there's something there. It's stirring. What yeah. the heck do I do with it? That's the reason I tell you all that.
Yeah, thank you for sharing. This is so inspiring. And also it's like you brought up a great um, thing to this conversation is asking yourself some questions, you know, like what am I good at? What sparks me joy? Oh, you know, I love like the question girl. I love yeah, questions. I love questions too. I'm constantly just asking questions <laughs> to myself and to my clients as well, you know, just to explore. Mm-hmm. It, it's so much more out there than just what you are living right now. Right? Absolutely. It can always be better. It can always be better. It can always mm-hmm. be better. It can always be better. And it can always be worse. It can always be worse. Mm-hmm. It's like this, Andrea. You know when you have a bad day and one thing leads to the next and leads yeah. to the next. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, it just keeps going downhill. Mm-hmm. It's, that's exactly it. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. And it can also be better. It could be better. Mm-hmm. It could be better. And a great question that I love to ask is, how can it get better than this? Mm. And I ask it when things are great. And I ask it when things are crappy. Mm. because it can always get better and then it could get better from that yeah better from that and vice versa i love that especially when things are going well yeah we were not taught (laughs) to go oh can it be get get better than this no yeah what if you're like okay this is awesome let's just stay here oh let's stay here exactly uh there's that saying that says oh it can't get better than this uh no oh, it can get yeah. better it actually can get better imagine andrea like you have the best sex of your life and you're like mm-hmm. oh my god that's it it's the end this is it and you're no. like no what if it gets better how does it get better than this right and or let's say you make a million dollars and you're like yeah 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 this you have the best ice cream of your life mm. you're like how does it get better than this and life god universe always wants to give it to you like always so if you just ask you'll get it absolutely i completely agree this is awesome (laughs) oh my gosh so uh, tell us a little bit about your little is your story with uh, how you started with fitness because you are in the fitness industry and also you have your own studio Mm -hmm. the fit Factor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, All good. <laughs> the fit You're factor. out of here. You're out of the here, Andrea. Fit, <laughs> the Fit Factor Studio. studio. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm not editing, guys. This is oh, no. real life. It's all good. <laughs> so um, tell us how you started and also tell us a little bit your uh, story, your struggle with your, your body. At, at a young age? Oh, this is a great question. You know what? Growing up, I never thought of weight ever. Mm. I think kids now, it's interesting where they're very young and they're already knowing what's fat and what's skinny. Mm-hmm. But I did not grow up like that. I had no clue. And I, if you're familiar with Los Angeles, there's a castle here and it's called the Magic Castle. It's very mm-hmm. famous and it's up in the Hollywood Hills and that's where magicians perform. And I was 13 years old and I got the chance to dance with this, music, uh, this mm-hmm. magician at 13. I mean, how cool is that, right? And he calls me up and he asks me, do you have a stomach? And I'm going, I remember shifting my eyes left to right going, 
what do you mean? A st- like a stomach? Like I could eat? What I don't understand. Mm. What do you mean? And he goes, well, do you mean like, like a stomach? Like, you know, like fat, like around your belly. And I answered him and I said, I don't know. Like, I still didn't know. I didn't know if I had a belly. I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know how to answer him. And I was thin. You know, I was, uh, I was probably 20 pounds lighter than I am now, right? So we are rehearsing at his house and we're taking a break and we had to wear little crop tops mm-hmm. because that's what we performed in. So we rehearsed in that. So I'm sitting there and I'm slouching sitting down. And I, of course, anytime you slouch, you're going to have a little stomach, a little pooch. And he looks at me and he says, oh, you have a stomach. And mm-hmm. I looked down and I thought, oh, I guess I have a stomach. Okay. But I didn't think bad or good or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just went boom. Then the next thing I remember I was in dance practice and we had to get weighed in, in order for the state test. And it was my turn. And I go into the PE office and I stand on the scale and she slides it, you know, left, right. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. said 123 pounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. 123. And I was much lighter than I am now. Mm-hmm. And 123 on me looked like 103 pounds. I was very tiny. Mm -hmm. And she looks at me and she writes on her clipboard and she says, better lay off the French fries. Hmm. And I came home that day, Andrea. So now I have these two situational points where I'm like, oh, two people have told me that I'm fat. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. However, I wasn't sad. I wasn't, I, cause I didn't compute yet, Andrea, uh-huh. what it meant. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're like, saying. Yeah. Just like, okay, I got to lose some weight. So I come home and I beg my mom to take me to Weight Watchers with her. I'm mm. 13 years old. I weigh 123 pounds. I'm a freaking stick. I'm tiny, tiny. And I beg her. So she takes me to Weight Watchers with her because she was going to Weight Watchers and I grew up watching her do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm 13 years old in Weight Watchers with these women in their 40s and 50s that are 50 pounds overweight and they're looking at me going, this girl, why is she here? Yeah. Right? And so I starve myself. I go through this whole six month mm-hmm. period of binging, starving because my mom told me if I gain weight, she's not going to pay for it anymore. It was almost like mm-hmm. she waving the money over me. And this is where I start to compute fat. This is Mm -hmm. where I start to compute, oh, I'm a bad person. I need to lose weight. Um, I'm associating it with money. I'm 13 years old. Mm. I would leave dance rehearsal, go weigh in. And then I would binge after the weigh in. After six months, I couldn't do it anymore. I lost a lot of weight, Andrea. Mm. I was freaking tiny. I don't even know how much I weighed. And then after that, I gained 20, 25 pounds in one year in high school. Mm. Mind you, I'm the captain of the dance team. I'm on ASB. I'm it, you know, president of the this club and that club. So I'm one of those girls. So yeah. I'm, I'm in the spotlight. So everybody's yeah, yeah. watching me gain this weight. I was miserable. I was embarrassed. I was depressed. Oh my gosh. This was awful. And one time during lunch, this is a long story, but I think it's good for everybody to to kind mm-hmm. of associate with it. I'm at lunch. I am 16 years old and I have a panic attack at lunch because prom is that Saturday. I'm going with one of the captain of the football teams. I mean, I was that girl, right? Yeah, the and popular girl. The popular, was like, yeah. yeah. 
and that had gained 20 pounds and I didn't have a dress yet. Everybody oh. was talking about their dresses and getting their hair done and blah, blah, blah. And I'm miserable. I don't want to go to prom. I don't want to take the picture because I believe that I'm fat and ugly. So I'm having mm. a panic attack during lunch and my friends don't know what to do. And I'm crying and I'm freaking out and I'm literally throwing a tantrum. The principal comes out and says, honey, you need to go to class. And I throw a tantrum. I'm like, I'm not going to class. F you, get away from me. And I'm yelling. Mm. And I'm not that type of person. I was a very good girl. She goes, come with me to my office. So I go over with her in her office. And for one whole period, I'm crying. I'm saying, I'm fat. I hate my life. And just the whole nine yards, right? My dad comes to pick me up because she calls him and I Beg him, beg her, Andrea, please don't call my dad. Please don't call my dad. Please, mm. please, please. Because he didn't know that I was going through this. He would never understand. He was a, you know, Latino mm -hmm. father. He doesn't get it. He's not going to go, oh, mija, I'm sorry. No, he's going to go, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Suck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just get yourself together. Get yourself together. And I'm like, no, don't call my dad. He's going to think I'm crazy. Right? Well, that from there led on to years of suffering. I mm. went, I was in a mental institution because everybody kept telling me I was crazy. So mm. I was 18 years old after I left college. I was in a mental institution for like a week and I kept saying, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I knew I wasn't mm. crazy. It's just that I had so many ups and downs. I hated myself, Andrea, mm. hated. So now when I talk to other parents and I see them have daughters and mm. they're miserable, yeah. I'm like, trust me, it's because she thinks she's ugly. And yeah. the father or the mother will say, she's not ugly. No, she's beautiful. I go, it doesn't matter. Because I was a beautiful young girl. Yeah, you're gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, but I did not see that. I was like, you are the ugliest person mm -hmm. ever walked this planet. And I believed mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I lived into it. And so I kept yo-yoing, Andrea. Mm -hmm. I yo-yoed like crazy. And... Then I, I opened up my dance studio. I started teaching Pilates. I started teaching fitness in college. I was teaching step aerobics at mm -hmm. LA Fitness, 24-hour fitness, ballets, you name it, girl. I taught at every gym and I was in shape. But I'm still, I'm losing weight, Andrea, by starving myself, yeah. by eating just chicken with nothing on it and, mm -hmm. you know, veggies. I was that girl right? Yeah. And just depriving myself, but I look good. And mm -hmm. I was miserable. And what happened is I started to become best friends with my body. I mm -hmm. started to go to Tony Robbins, which mm -hmm. led me to, you know, another thing, which led mm -hmm. me to another thing, which mm -hmm. led me all the way to meeting you to going mm -hmm. to that mastermind. Yeah. Each one kept leading me somewhere. And each one I kept learning how to mm -hmm. be best friends with my body because yep. we were enemies. I treated her like crap. Mm -hmm. I fed her like crap. And now my best friend, if she wants a donut, she gets a donut. <laughs> if she's not hungry, she doesn't eat. If yeah. she's hungry, she eats. If she wants chipotle, she has chipotle. And yeah. my body now is a reflection of, of our, our friendship. And I teach other women mm -hmm. by being the invitation mm -hmm. of them falling in love with their own bodies as mm -hmm. well. I don't tell them what to eat. I don't yeah. tell them what, how to work out. I am the invitation. I am the guide and that's it. And it's mm -hmm. their choice if they want to go, oh, I like that. I want to do that too, because mm -hmm. I discovered Andrea, the, 
the clients that want all the answers, they want to look like mm -hmm. JLo in one month. Yeah. She's not my girl. Yeah. She's, there's somebody else for you because I'm not the 30-day mm -hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. I'm the for the rest of your life girl. And most of my clients have been with me five, six, some 10 years mm -hmm. because I'm just the invitation. And they are the hero. They yes. are the warrior. They are the Xena princess yes. goddess. I mm -hmm. am not. They mm -hmm. are in their life. And um, so anybody out there listening, find that coach that is the invitation. Mm -hmm. They don't make you feel badly. I've had trainers where I would go into training and then she'd yeah. say, what did you have for breakfast? And I would lie. I lied, Andrea, because when I told the truth, she would mm -hmm. yell at me make me feel badly, oh, no. yeah. you know? So I would yeah. lie and say I had oatmeal and you know, whatever an egg white or some BS. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just, it was such a lie. And um, so it, if you're looking for a coach, look, for, I, I suggest if that feels light yeah. to you to choose that. And that's, that's how the studio was born. That's how mm -hmm. all that was born. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing your story. That was incredible. Like I see a little bit of myself on your story as well, you know, and I completely agree with you as far as like, you know, um, with the parents, what I see a lot, I, I don't have kids. So who am I to say this, but I was a child. So, you know, um, <laughs> but one of the things that uh, related with the food and body image is that sometimes parents teach wants to the best for their kids and ended up like to prevent the kids to eat junk they start demon demonizing the junk food oh that's good demonizing i like that andrea yeah it's the enemy yeah it is the enemy and instead of educating the client the, the, the kids say hey you know like this is not a, the best option if you like have a little bit you know, but let's moderate this with this. So what I see a lot is that, you know, has coloring, has this, 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 chemicals, and this is bad for you. And then uh, <laughs> here's your option, your veggies. Hey, good for you. They're awesome, but they're kids, right? So yeah. they don't understand. Yeah. And then what it's creating is like restriction, is creating deprivation, is creating, it, it, and the kids start just kind of a, like, they don't understand. So why my, my friends are eating this? Why can I not? Yeah. So though, and they start asking questions and it, you know, can cause like body dysmorphia, eating disorders in the future. So things like that. So it's great. The point is awesome that you brought at this point of like, you know, parents should educate the, the kids, not uh, putting labels and food, you know, and, um, I just want to brought up this because this was part of my story. Not that my parents, yeah. my parents never um, demonized food at all. My mom, she was very, um, actually, we had everything. We ate very healthy, but also we had our, you know, cereal in the morning if I wanted to. But it was as I grew up, you know, on my teenage years, that's when everything started to happen, you know. Got it just listening social media and magazines back in the days we don't and didn't have it social media we had, had like oxygen magazines and all that stuff <laughs> eat clean you yeah. know so the clean movement so um in adopting those beliefs that junk food is bad for you when in reality it's not you know they're part of life if you want to eat hey go have it yeah have fun well, you know what andre it's all choice and mm -hmm. But 
everything in life is choice. And this is what I um, live by yeah. is choice. Mm -hmm. It's interesting when I hear individuals say, I don't have a choice here. Oh, we mm -hmm. always have a choice. Mm -hmm. That we remove our own power because you are freaking powerful, girl. You yeah. have power. Be you know why we have power? Because we have choice. It mm -hmm. makes me feel like we don't have choice and we do. And I learned this a couple years ago about how to teach others and children mm -hmm. how to choose food for their body. Mm. With that being said, without saying this is good, this is bad, try this, try that, just mm -hmm. it's your choice. Yeah. When I was a young girl, I was probably six years old and I ate a whole bag of Doritos. Nobody told me it was bad or good or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was like, cool, you want to eat that? Go ahead. And I got so sick and I threw up and I learned on my own because uh -huh. it was my choice, Andrea. And then my body said, I don't like that. That mm -hmm. was gross. Please don't do that again. And it mm -hmm. was like noted and I never did it again. Mm -hmm. it, but do you see how we don't give um, collectively. We don't give children the choice for them to eat what they choose. And then they make the decision mm -hmm. from there and go, Oh, I didn't like that. I ate the whole bag of Oreos. Mm -hmm. I got sick. Now it gives them the power to know, mm, yeah, mom, I'm not going to eat that whole bag of uh, Oreos. Like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. But when somebody is forcing it down your throat, demonizing it, then you yeah. actually and eat the mm -hmm. Oreos in spite of what they say mm -hmm. and notice. And I think that's why I was saying the invitation as parents, as anybody, as a coach, if you're the invitation of choice, mm -hmm. people will gravitate towards you as a parent. If you're the invitation of choice, your children will be so freaking like geniuses. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be like you're talking to an adult and it's a young child because they were taught choice. I have a girlfriend, she has four kids and they're yeah. all different ages. They're all boys, like one's 21 all the way to a baby, right? And when you talk to her kids, to her, her sons, they're, they're so experienced, they're yeah. so wise because yeah. she parents from that way of it's your choice. So yeah. for example, mom, I don't want to wash the dishes. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you don't get your video mm -hmm. games or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You don't have to wash them. Then you don't get video games. All good. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, okay. I want video games. Okay. Then wash the dishes, but yeah. see how she brings it from choice rather than mm -hmm. you have to wash the dishes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, but she, she's teaching him Movement by movement, it's just like building your bicep and your abdominals. It's mm -hmm. exercise by exercise, mm -hmm. choice awesome. by choice, right? Yeah. And so, for example, Andrea, if I want a donut, I have a donut. And I know if I have two donuts, I may not feel mm -hmm. as good. But if yeah. I have one, dang. And you know what we don't talk about, Andrea? Yeah. Is having an orgasmic experience when we eat. Yes, clap it out, girl. Oh, Snap yes. it. I'm, if you're yes. to this, I'm right? telling you right now. Oh, because I, I love your posts. <laughs> you do. Write that on your next one. Yeah, orgasmic experience. When you eat it, you're like, oh my God, this is the best. No, and you ever savored, right? and you just mm. like, you know, like, yeah, it's just, just like you have saliva in your mouth. That was yes. Like, oh my God, this is awesome. You know, yeah. and then you one of the good stuff. It's not a just like buy the whatever. You want the good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Like, and well, enjoy. Just, yeah. Because I don't think if we're hungry, 
it's not going to be orgasmic because no. you just keep stuffing it and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. there's another piece of food. It's like sex, Andrea. And in my opinion, for me, I don't want <laughs> sex to be short and quick. I'm like, I want it to be, yes, that, that, yeah, yeah, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you enjoy it, and then you lie there afterwards, and you, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's the yes. same thing with food. That's mm -hmm. how I see it. Rather than we stuff it's it down our pleasure. throats. Yes, pleasure, girl. Yeah. And okay, now here's a whole other thing. I'm going to, this is totally like left field. I do want to uh -huh. throw this in there. I was I had an awareness about a year ago. Mm -hmm. you know, what is with the obesity? What is with us mm -hmm. getting larger? I wonder what it is. And like, mm. we're going to question, right? I, mm -hmm. What is that? I wonder what it is. How can I help my clients? What's up? And you know what came to me? Yeah. It's that we're not having that orgasmic experience with food. And because 99.9% .9 of the time, because I've even asked people and my friends, we eat with devices. Mm. Oh, so true. Right? Yes. When's the last time mm -hmm. you've actually eaten a meal by yourself without yeah. a television, a cell phone? Go to any restaurant, and if somebody's there eating alone, they are holding the cell phone mm -hmm. in one hand and watching some video, yeah. and then shoveling, I'm serious, shoveling mm -hmm. yep. food into the mouth, going like this. Yeah. And of There's course, you're not going to taste the food because you're focusing on the, the television. So it's taken away from that orgasmic. Mm, let's eat. Mm -hmm. And I actually wanted to start a challenge called device, no, technology free meal. Oh, that's and awesome. Fun, right? Yeah. Yes, if you absolutely. want to jump on, even yes. if you can do one day. Now, Andrea, I think for me, because I live alone, I mm -hmm. eat, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to grab some takeout and I want to watch a movie. Yeah. I'm like, but to sit there by myself and eat without technology is difficult. It's yeah, it is challenging. challenging. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. And as kids, they put a TV in front of them and then they mm -hmm. eat. Like when's the last time they just sat around and ate? And so I'm wondering, that will slow down our eating. Mm -hmm. We won't eat as much because we won't be unconscious zombies eating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's bringing up our obesity. And we're eating more because we're not noticing because we're in front of a device. Yeah. And we get distracted yeah. also. Um, I think that is, I, you brought a good point. I believe also that it's one of the reasons why our population is getting larger and larger is just because one, yeah, distraction, two, they are, it's just like you, if you're not masticating, you're not allowing your body to actually to send the signals that, hey, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's just, it is, it comes down to also some, hormone uh, hormonal hormonal adaptations when you're eating in the digestion process also so so much more than just uh, what we are talking here that happens to your body which is to me it's so interesting but another thing too that i would like to just add up here is that we also because we live in this society of being distracted so we eat a lot. We eat with emotions, right? So we are talking about emotions. We are talking about pleasure. But also we eat when we are sad. We eat when you're hungry, when you're happy. We are, we are constantly eating. We cannot live without eating. So I think that is slowing down without having, eating without devices will help people to actually start 
slowing down and pay attention to their own feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Which is tough. That's why it's the challenge. Yes. Yes. And that's what we are actually, most people are experiencing now with the quarantine. Right. It just would be with food girl. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Ding, ding, ding. You just hit the nail on the head. Exactly how it's like, it's hard for me to slow down. (gasps) Yeah. And why not do with the food? Right. So now you're seeing that how much more you have to work towards your relationships and your, you know, your, maybe your job. Now you're like, oh my gosh, I love being home, but I have my job. So it's like, now I'm this, like, I have a girlfriend who's just like, she's like, oh my God, I love my job. But now that I'm home and doing my own thing, I want to do this. Yes. So I wonder what can happen if we slow down the food eating, what can come up? What can we Absolutely. And share that with the community. Right. So this is what's going on with me. I didn't like it. Yeah, didn't yeah. like it slowing down. Didn't like it eating without my cell phone. Mm-hmm. But in the end, what happened? Mm-hmm. You no. Know, we all learned a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so much more. Right. It's so much more. I love that. I love, 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 love. Let, let us know when you're going to yeah, start. Hashtag technology free meal. That's meal. what I was thinking. And if That's it's hard so for you, like just do one day. Mm-hmm. Right. And if people are like, Oh, I can do a week. Okay, cool. Go for a week. But I'm yeah. even thinking like, if you could just do a day and just to be aware. Mm-hmm. And what's come, what's going to come what comes up. up. Yes. I like that. What comes up. Yeah. yeah. Because most of the times, and then the people has to be willing, willing to listen because that's my invitation to my clients too. Mm-hmm. Right now we are doing this four weeks program. And then the invitation is just to listen, listen to what's coming up you know, with your food choices, with when you don't want to come to a exercise, when you just, you know, feel like what is coming up mm-hmm. and ask yourself, you know, what is in here? Yeah. So anyways, um, but also I would like to just kind of ask you about your new podcast because mm. that is, that is juicy. <laughs> that is juicy the girl the get up girl yeah it's called the get up girl i'm launching it in a couple of weeks and i'm teaching women mostly business owners or people of that nature that want to aspire like you said like your friend to own a business and but it's all these same principles even if it's with food your body or your business or relationships they're pretty much all the same right and i teach you how to come from choice A lot of it is about choice. A lot is it about listening and asking questions, getting curious. Mm -hmm. That's my number one thing is I teach you how to ask questions. And with all the self-development that I've done, I feel like I've learned so many tools and a lot of them, I was still miserable. Mm. You know, the underlining factor was like, yeah, I'm getting better, but there's still something there. I'm still miserable. There's still something stuck. And when I learned these tools, And that when you and I became friends and started talking about things of that nature, you know, the other tools, Mm -hmm. I'm going, oh, this is where it's easier. Now, it's Mm. not perfect. My life is not rainbows and, you know, but it is easier. There's more ease there. And that's my word for this year, like a lot of ease. Like, how can this be ease? Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but there's more ease. I'm like able to to Mm -hmm. move through it and wiggle Mm -hmm. through it. Uh, and I really learned the difference between the word easy and ease. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. No. But there's going to be ease. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like a, you are, it's, it's again, it's a slowing down, going through the waves without judgment. And uh, yeah. And then using the tools that you have learned throughout the years, because I, I truly believe that, you know, self-development is so important mm-hmm. for every single person, Absolutely. regardless of their, their goals are, you yeah. have to invest on yourself. Mm-hmm. Time to learn about you before you go. That's was my mom. My, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a mistake. I would say not as on, it is, it is a mistake, but it's not because it led me to where I am today. I just start too late. I don't know if it's too late, but yeah, if I started earlier, it would be awesome. But self-development, you know, learn about myself before I start doing all the stuff that I want to do. Yeah. I do want to add, like we were talking at the beginning, how does it get better? It always gets better. Mm-hmm. It always gets better. I think with self-development as well, what I've noticed is that when I see people start to get into self-development, they'll do one or two classes and they literally think that that is the end all be all. Mm. And I'm going, oh my gosh, no, no, like, no that's just, it's going to get better and it's going to get better and you're going to learn more. And this is forever. It's just like fitness, right? You're like, you don't do it in 30 days and go, oh, okay, now I have this body and it's going to be forever. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do this forever. Can you do a push-up forever? Can you do a plank? Like your fundamentals, right? Mm -hmm. Can you do a squat? Can you do a lunge forever? And then you build from there. That's self-development. But literally I see people invest everything or invest $50 or, and they really think that's the end all be all. Like I didn't get all the answers. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is such a sliver of the pie. That's what I want to educate because as soon as I started, I thought everybody knew this, but not Mm -hmm. everybody. And as soon as I started to educate, they're like, Oh, I didn't know that. I really thought like, I just needed one class. I just need one Tony Robbins and I'm good. Oh no, Uh -uh. that was Uh -uh. two days. Yeah. So I do want to throw that out there and mm-hmm. know that it always gets better. And like yeah. I said, I learned all these tools and I still knew that I'm like, there was more, but I kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better. And I knew there was more until I learned the new tools. And that's yeah. what I want to share on the Get Up Girl. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. And don't forget it. We are constantly evolving. So we are constantly, as we Absolutely. evolve, we need to learn new tools. I hope that everybody listening is a different person after this and that you and I, I'm not even the same person when, you know, we no, turn on this. Yeah, way. absolutely. Every right? single conversation, you learn something new. Absolutely. Like you I already know? feel better after this call and I'm like, yay, I'm going to go, you know, do some work right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we are about to wrap up here and uh, I uh, like to finish with is some right. fire. Oh, oh, wipe your know, tears. Sorry. Like... <laughs> Send all your hate mail to Andrea. Who's this chick? She was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. With some fire up questions. Oh, so, I like it. Yes. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Fire, fire. Awesome. What are you grateful for right now? Being asked to be on this. I'm so uh-huh. grateful. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, I'm grateful for you too. That's awesome. Ah! <laughs> like, back, ah! back to the right interview. <laughs> like, yeah. So if you have one or two books that uh, change the way you see yourself or life, what they would be? The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please, that book, uh, every time I've recommended it to somebody, not one mm -hmm. person has said, mm, every single person has said, oh my gosh, this book changed my life. It's so basic, yet so pivotal. Mm. You know what I mean? But he knows how to break it down. The Slight Edge. And the okay. second one, I would read them in that order. The Slight Edge. And the next one is The Big Leap by Oh, Dave yes. Lee, right? I, yes. Mind-blowing. Like, I just yeah. had a client read that one. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so great. I'm like, yes. Anyway, mm -hmm. those two, please. Awesome. Thank you. Thank for sharing. I have, I'm going to just add on into my list of books. <laughs> and you have 30 seconds on the elevator. And uh, you have this 30 seconds to say something to that person that's going to shift their lives, what that would be. If you're walking down the street, and somebody comes up to you with a gun and puts a bag over your head and puts you into a trunk of a car and drives and stops the car, opens the trunk and takes you out, takes the bag off your head. You're now in a desert. There's nobody around and this person has a gun to your head and is about to kill you. Would you fight for your life? Mm. then just fight for your life now mm. don't wait till there's a gun to your head wow this is powerful thank you awesome thank you so much for your time today mm. joanna this was awesome i would love to have you back you know Part especially two. yes yeah, yeah. Part two. dm her and let her know we yes. want that crazy girl back <laughs> i know and uh where can we find you Please follow me on Instagram at mm -hmm. Joanna Vargas Official. DM me, please. I, I love, you know, I'm on all platforms. Yes, I know. But please, yeah, Instagram, that's where I live. Or thegetupgirl.net is my new website. And I would love to hear from you. Love you all. Yeah. And don't forget to follow Joanna on her socials. I'm going to put all the information on our show notes. So you guys, please contact and follow Joanna and let us know what you think about this podcast. We would love to hear from you. And thanks so Send much. Send hate mail to Andrea. Send the I good did. stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> well, that's why we are so unique. I'm not right. either. Good. So, you know. So if they like this cup of tea, DM me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I love you, hon. I love so you too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.